Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 2? Matthew chapter 2. And uh, we want to be uh, looking at some uh, passage of the scripture um, that occur around Christmas time. Okay, that itself is a strange statement because technically in the Bible, there was no Christmas time. Uh, There was only one Christmas. Christ came. Uh, But we want to be looking at some of the stories surrounding uh, the birth of Christ. Maybe that's the better way to put it. Uh, And, uh, you know, usually in uh, some church traditions, this is called the Advent season. Uh, where there's a lot of, you know, Advent, it's not just like a, a chocolate thing that you buy, okay? I know some of you are probably thinking, Advent, is that a chocolate thing? And every day you open one? Uh, no, it's actually uh, traditionally a time for us to reflect. And December is a time for Christians to reflect about, you know, how Christ came for us, how Jesus came for us, and uh, all that surrounded, you know, His birth, and uh, how we can draw wisdom, how we can draw inspiration, we can even draw direction for our future and life from it. And so that's what we will be doing in this season. Uh, and, uh, and next week, if I get to uh, preach, I'll, I'll, I'll probably continue in that track. Um, and um, yeah, the reason why I say, you know, next week if I get to preach, because technically, Pastor Kat is supposed to preach, uh, but she's been saying like, please, please, can you preach? You know, it's very stressed. It's the last service. Uh, so so uh, feel free to vote, okay? If you want Pastor Kat to preach, um, vote. And then if you want me to preach, I can vote. <coughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Um, Matthew chapter 2. <laughs> Let's come back to the Word of God. And we're going to be reading from verse 1 to verse 15. Amen? Amen. Would you allow me to just pray one more time? Amen? God, we're about to open up your word. We ask that you will speak to us through your word. Today, we desire to to hear from you. And God, even as I preach and as I teach, would you hide me behind your cross? And uh, may people hear your truth and your voice through my voice. God, today we say our hearts are ready to receive. Our minds are alert. We desire not more information only, but we desire transformation because, God, we want to become more like you. We want to glorify you. Lord, we pray that this moment uh, will be powerful and impactful for all. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 to 15 goes like this. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, Behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes and of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the young child. And when you have found him, Bring back word to me that I may also come and worship him. When they heard the king, they departed, and behold, the star which they had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceedingly great joy. And when they had come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in the dream, saying, Arise, take the young child and his mother, flee to Egypt and stay there until I bring you word. For Herod will seek the young child to destroy him. When he arose, he took the young child and his mother by night and departed for Egypt. 
and was there until the death of Herod, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Out of Egypt I called my son. Amen. God bless the reading of His Word. Today, in this Christmassy season, we want to meditate and look at um, the encounter of the wise man, or in some translations say the Magi, not the Jedi, the Magi, uh, with Jesus. And contrary to public belief, there wasn't just three wise men, you know. Many times, uh, you know, we over time simplified things because we remember that there were three gifts, so we just assumed that there was three wise men, but actually there could be more. And who knows, women as well. Uh, anyway, there was a group of entourage from nations of the East who saw a star. And, 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 and there was something so supernatural about this occurrence that made them feel like that there, there, there must be something important. There must be history in the making here. We have to investigate further. And that brought them to Israel. And of course, at that time, you know, uh, for the context, Israel was under Roman occupation. And to control the local people, they appointed a puppet king called Herod, you know, to kind of like, you know, um, pacify the people. See, 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 you're technically not conquered. You still have your king. Now pay us taxes, you know. And, and so it was a, a very tumultuous time, a very depressing time uh, that, 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 that Christ came into. And let that be an encouragement. Because maybe for some of us here, uh, um, you know, this year has not been the most encouraging year. This year has not been a year of good news. In fact, this year could have been a year of tragedy, sadness, conflict, depression, you name it. Maybe this year, you know, you thought that it was going to be amazing, but it turned out anything but. But I'm also here to say that because of Jesus Christ, we can rejoice. Amen. Jesus, you know, contrary to the songs that we sing, silent night, holy night, it wasn't that silent. I mean, technically, it was very holy. But you know what I'm saying? It wasn't peaceful. It wasn't calm. Um, you know, there was a lot of fear and discontent. And how many know that our God doesn't avoid those painful moments in our lives, but He steps right into them. He gets born right into them. Amen. And so if you feel like right now you are trapped in a situation where you can't even breathe, hey, you are not alone. Don't give up. Christ is in the midst of your pain. Amen? You know, turn to your neighbor and say, Christ is in the midst of your pain. Amen. And turn to your neighbor and say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm okay. I'm not feeling painful. You know, give them the usual church response. I'm fine. Don't pray for me. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You know, let me pray for you. No, I'm just joking. So we want to look at um, the Magi or the wise men's response to Jesus. And so if you're taking down notes today, uh, the title of my message is called Before Jesus. Before Jesus. Because you've seen certain words. They knelt down before Jesus. They worshipped before Jesus. And so, I want us to look at how the wise man approached Christ. And I want us to learn from them. And like what Ali shared earlier on during worship, let us not just look back at this year, but let us look forward. And let us look forward, amen, uh, uh, with some of these truths and some of these principles. And so, I've got three points for us today. And so, point number one is this. Let us in this moment, and let us in the new year as it approaches, let us be people who will lay down our wisdom before Jesus. Lay down your wisdom before Jesus. You see, these were wise men. Many times in our modern day comfort, we look at the past and go like, you know, and you, and you often hear people say this. Our friends who don't believe in God will say that, oh, you know, religion, you know, maybe at one time humanity needed religion because they were afraid, they didn't understand how science worked. And so they, they needed myths and legends to explain away some of these things. But now that we have science, we don't need it anymore. But contrary to public belief, ancient people were very brilliant. They were wise men. Think about it. Even in ancient times, they could observe the stars. You know, until today, we have friends who can very cynically you know, uh, brush away thinking that religion is a 
artifact of the past, but until today, scientists still can't understand how the pyramids were built. And if you ever have a chance to visit Egypt, you can marvel at the architecture of, of ancient, you know, some, some of you will read Exodus and go, I, I know how it was built. Anyway, <coughs> excuse me. But we look at Stonehenge, and we look at Machu Picchu, and we look at, you know, um, all these great wonders of the world. And we go like, how did they do that? You know, with no machinery, with no science, how, how did they do it? And, and in other words, they were really clever people. Ancient technology was very advanced. And these were wise men who could observe stars from a distance. What kind of telescope? Do you sometimes read this and go like, hmm, <coughs> did they use a telescope? Or did they build a really tall tower and observe the stars? <coughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Every time I cough, just say, Lord, help him, okay? And, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes we forget that these were people who were intelligent and brilliant. Yet, despite all that they knew, despite all the technology, and oh, thanks guys, despite all the technology, despite all the, the gadgets, despite all the mathematics that they had, they still were met with a dead end. And I'm not sure how many of us here are like that. You know, your CV is all on point, but you're still meeting a dead end. You know, you study all year long. You know, the reading list that your lecturer gave, you read it twice. And yet, you still feel like you're at a dead end. You go out for all the networking. And you think that, okay, let me learn how to talk. You, you attend self-help seminars. You attend public speaking seminars. And you go out there and, and you, 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 you try to impress. And maybe you can look impressive. And yet, something is still missing. And so the wise men, they search from afar, they travel from afar, but it could only bring them that far until they laid down their wisdom and they inquired about the word of the Lord. Do you see how powerful it is? Over here, you have wise men from the east representing the, the scientific peak of its day and, and saying that even with all that they had, they couldn't find the answer that they were looking for until the word of God was consulted. Until, you know, all the scribes and, 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 and they, they came out and go like, well, well, actually, technically, it was written by the prophet. It was written by, by, by Micah. It was prophesied in Hosea. You know, that, that actually, the king will be born in Bethlehem, in Judah. That's where the Messiah will come about. Do you see? Sometimes you read the Christmas story and go, oh yeah, okay, the trees are men, the, the gifts. But we forget that it was through the Word of God that they found Jesus. It was through the Word of God that they found what they were looking for. And so for some of us here, I don't know what you're looking for. You're looking for happiness. You're looking for peace. You're looking for a better job. You're looking for better pay. You're looking for, I don't know, <coughs> to graduate. You're looking for a lot of things. And you think you have all the connections. But it's in the Word of God. And maybe for some of us, this is a word. Don't just know the Word of God. Obey the Word of God. <coughs> because they could read and go like, okay, Bethlehem. But they could very easily dismiss it. Because Bethlehem, in the local context, was not a very fancy town. In fact, the, even the prophet said it. Hey, Bethlehem, uh, you are not going to be the least. <laughs> Which means that, yeah, Bethlehem, we know that um, nothing much goes on around there. I don't know what's the English equivalent of Bethlehem. Swindon, maybe. You know, like, like, you know, like, a, like a town in the middle of nowhere, Dickcock Parkway. Uh, you know, <laughs> and, and you're thinking like, what, 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 what could I ever possibly, you know, even if I get a job there, I'm saying no. And, and yet, despite all that, the wise men didn't look down at the fact that, well, if the prophecy said that, if the prophets foretold that, if the word of God says that, you know what, we're going to check it out. Yeah. And so for some of us here, you don't just know the word of God, obey the word of God. Don't look down at the word of God. Some of you, I believe, God's already been speaking. You know, you're at a dead end, you try your best, you gave you 110%, and yet you cannot 
deny that there's been this little whisper, a gentle whisper, because God is so kind, and say that, trust me. Trust me. And then you're going like, no, 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 I'm not going to trust you. I'm going to trust in my CV. I'm going to trust my connections. I'm going to write letters to my professor. I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, go for more networking. You know, I'm going to apply. I'm going to go for this. I'm gonna, and, then, and then voice, no, 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 no. You're chasing after the wrong things. Trust me. Trust me. Just come to church. Oh, it's too cold this morning. Come to church. And I'm saying that because, you know, oh, you made it. So well done. <coughs> so lay down your wisdom and trade it for God's wisdom. Amen? Don't just be fixated with what you know. When you look at the world today, there's so much advancements, and yet there's still so much brokenness. Science can do so much, but science is also doing so much harm. There's so much advancement in gender equality, and yet people are still being exploited and discriminated against. Do you see, just because you have the knowledge doesn't mean that that knowledge will save you. And so for a lot of us here, you know, I don't know what you know. I don't know what you've been doing. But I want you to know that there is something that surpasses all that you know. There is something that is better than, than, than the best interview performance you could ever perform. And that's called trusting the wisdom of God. Lay down your wisdom before our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Let that be a word. Let this be a word in the new year. Don't just go into the new year, you know, making your own predictions. You know, I still remember many, many years ago when I was a student, um, I was um, traveling to the UK to, 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 to do law um, and uh, I was really actively serving, um, you know, in church before that and that coming from a time where a lot of my family members were not Christians, there was a lot of persecution and misunderstanding. They were saying that, why, why is it that every time we call you, you're in church, you're in church, you're doing church stuff, you should be studying. That's what we sent you down to do. You should be studying. And for some of us, we get similar responses. You should be studying. You should be focused on your PhD. You should be you know, working. You should be this. You should be that. And so when I finally had the opportunity to continue my studies in the UK, on the flight there, you know, uh, I mean, long story short, there, were, there was a lot of other... Uh, okay, okay, let me tell you the... Okay, uh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> so there was, that, there was that whole thing of like, um, hey, you know, maybe, you know, I, I was tempted to, to feel like maybe, you know, uh, you've given... Maybe A-levels was enough. You know, you gave God your best in your A-levels. It's now time for uni. You know, maybe for university, maybe for the next three years, just focus on your studies. And, 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 and let, you know, church be a by-the-side thing. Because studies is so important. After the three years, then when you graduate, you can do more for Jesus. You see, that's a form of wisdom. And, 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 and I would be lying if I, I said that, that, that that's, a, you know, that's an inaccurate wisdom because... Technically, if you focus three years studying, you, yeah, you will do better for yourself. But there's always God's way. And I was on a plane. I was tempted by that. Another voice that came and says that, yeah, you could do that. I love it that God always gives us a choice. And the Holy Spirit says, yeah, you could do that. Or, or you could serve me as faithfully and as fervently as you've been doing and see me move in your life. And I was like, hmm, oh, which one should I? Which one? Which one? And uh, of course, by the grace of God, I go like, okay, God, I will serve you. I will serve you. And truly, you know, God, bless me. Not only did I encounter God when as a student, I, I, my faith grew. And, 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 you know, how we know that growth is, is, doesn't just happen like that. It's, it's, it's a journey. Yeah. We keep growing, we keep growing, we keep growing, we keep growing. And, 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 and if I stop growing at that moment, I, I can't imagine where I would be. One imagination would be I, I, would, I might not even be married to Pastor Cat. Because do you know how, how we met? I was just telling, you know, some people yesterday, I think, I think Pastor Nikki asked me, and I, I, I told her and I realized, oh, this, this, is good, good. this is a new joke. This is a new take on how we met, okay? True story. We met in university and uh, all the new students were gathered and somehow she knew that I was uh, a churchgoer. I was, I was a Christian 
And, but I didn't know. I, I, we all passed and not crossed. I, I didn't even know Pastor Kat was Christian, okay? Because um, she's very quiet. And, and so, so she came up to me, and then she goes like, Hey, um, are you going to a church this weekend? Um, can I follow you to check out that church? And, you know, I, I joked with uh, Pastor Nikki who asked me yesterday, I go like, yeah. How do we meet? Well, you know, Kat gave me the most irresistible pickup line. <laughs> you know, because for, for a church boy, the hottest thing a girl can say, hey, would you like to go to church? You'd be like, ooh, wow, wow. Anyway, anyway so, <laughs> just being cheeky. But, you know, because I serve the Lord, you know, my faith grew and of course, as a result, I'm by no means trying to imply anything, you know, come to church and God will fix you up. No, 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 no. Uh, but, you know, but, but God does things. One obedience leads to another obedience and, and, and so, for some of us, I feel that that's a word for you. You've been trying. I, I, you know, maybe you're, you feel like job-wise, you're stuck. Study-wise, you're stuck. Even in your personal joy, you're stuck. For all the advancement in science and for all the entertainment in the world, with every Marvel movie being released every other week, there's still no joy in your life. And when you watch all these things, you, you just feel numb. And I'm trying to tell you, that the solution is not in an in a, in a antidepressant pill. The solution is not in more alcohol. The solution is not in sleeping around. The solution is not in a, another relationship. The solution is in Jesus. And it's in the wisdom of God. Don't just know God's word. Live it. Live it and trust Him. Amen. Point number two is this. Bow down in worship before Jesus. Isn't it amazing that you had men, men with prestige, Men who, you know, in, in ancient days, we, we forget that traveling wasn't just like, like that. You know, it wasn't just like, yeah, we, we, we came here via train. No, they, they, they had to travel. And these were probably the chief astronomers of their respective empires. And so no king is going to let them just travel because back then traveling wasn't safe. You had raiders and, and, and people who would rob you along the way. And so they probably had an entourage. So these people were decked out riding in chariots, and they had armed guards ahead, a personal cook behind, servants, in, you know what I'm saying? So when they came, it was an entourage. And yet when they saw the child, this was child Jesus. This wasn't miracle performing Jesus. This wasn't cool carpenter rabbi Jesus. This wasn't six packs, Jesus. This wasn't baptizing people by the Jordan, Jesus. This wasn't, this wasn't resurrection calling, Jesus. It was, this wasn't 5,000 feeding, Jesus. None of that yet. Before Jesus did anything, they bowed down and worshipped. So my question is this. As we look forward to a new year, are you going to let the circumstances determine your worship or are you going to worship over your circumstances? Because that's what the wise men did. Even when they saw a child, they bowed down and worshipped. They knew that this child, before he said a single... This, this is before preaching Jesus. You see, a lot of times we go like, yeah, yeah, I'll praise God when He gives me that job. I'll praise God when I, when I get that confirmation. No, 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 no. Praise God before the confirmation. Praise God before the job. Praise God before 2023. And whatever 2023 will throw at you, let's worship Jesus. Amen? Worship Jesus. Right? Bow down and worship. Worship is supposed to be prophetic. Christmas time is, is, is a prophetic thing. Sometimes we think that Christmas is about, oh, peace on earth and goodwill towards all men. Technically, yes, kind of, sort of. Only because Jesus has done it all. But when Jesus came, this was a prophetic act. The, the king was still a child. No message has been preached yet. No salvation has happened yet. The cross has not been built. And yet, the angels declared. Last week at Holmes, we studied the other account where the angels appeared to the shepherds and they says, go and tell the world the good news. The Savior is born. Celebrate in advance, the angels are saying. You know, get celebrating. And, and, and I wonder, have we as Christians lost the joy of celebrating what Jesus has done? You know, last week, um, you know, I won't talk about the match yesterday. It was still morning. Um, but last week, in the middle of the week, if I'm not mistaken, Tuesday, Tuesday, I think, um, Tuesday, 
was, if I'm not mistaken, Morocco beat Spain. I know Morocco did very well yesterday. Anyway, but Morocco beat Spain on Tuesday. And, um, and me and Kat were walking uh, you know, in, in, in central London um, around 7.30 p.m. on Tuesday night. Morocco had beat Spain at a 3 p.m. match. Happening at 7 p.m. was the other match, Portugal against something. And, uh, <laughs> and, and so, as we were walking the streets, suddenly we heard loud cheers and, and tambourines and people just celebrating on the streets. And so I just assumed, oh, Portugal must have scored. Until the crowd came nearer, and, and I actually have a video, we, I, I, we, we tried to you know, test it out, but we, we couldn't, uh, so you just have to hear my side of the story. I can sh- and so we, we, we saw crowds appear. And, and after a while, I realized that, hold on a second, they're not, that, that's not the Portuguese flag, right? That doesn't look like, anyway. And so, but that looked like the Moroccan flag. And there were people on the streets honking, proudly waving the Moroccan flags. There were people climbing Piccadilly Circus Fountain and waving the flag. There were people cheering and walking, having a parade like Morocco had already won the World Cup. I mean, by the way, the rate they're playing, they, 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 they might. Who knows? Anyway, but at that time, they were celebrating. The match was started at 3 p.m., ended by 5, but they were still celebrating at 7.30 p.m. And by the looks of it, they ain't done celebrating yet. And they were still celebrating. And, and that's just football. That's just football. And why am I trying to tell us? I'm trying to tell you that Jesus has done so much more than qualify for the World Cup. Jesus, because of what Jesus done. If, if, uh, I'm not very good with football, but, but allow me this moment, okay? <laughs> Jesus scored the ultimate hat trick called dying on the cross for you. And just when the enemy thought, ah, oh, there he is, it is it, we defeated God. Three days later, he came back. So Jesus was down in the first half, but then he came back in the second half and he scored three more goals and whooped the enemy's butt. And forevermore, that victory didn't just qualify the team, but that victory qualified all of us to enter into the kingdom of heaven. There were no people cheering on the cross 2,000 years ago. I know this sounds like an Easter message now, but go with me. But now we know the full extent of that victory. How can we not cheer? How can we not worship? How can we not shout until our, our lungs are sore that Jesus has done it all? How can we let the things in our lives rob us of our joy to praise the ever-living God? So before whatever New Year throws at you, will we be people that says that no matter whatever comes my way, I will bow down and worship Jesus? Before Jesus, I mean, let, let, let's look at it positively, all right? Before Jesus blesses me with that job, I'm going to worship Him. Before Jesus saves my family, I'm going to worship Him. Before Jesus heals me of my disease, I'm going to praise Him. Before Jesus helps me to be completely free of my addiction and my bondages, I will praise Him and I will thank Him in advance for what He will do in my life. Because that's what the, the, the Magi did. Can you imagine? They came in with the guards and then the guards were probably shocked. The next moment, all these scholars bowed down to a child in a humble-looking place. That's why they had trouble finding it. It was that common. That's why even Herod go like, search carefully. I've been to Bethlehem. It's just one thing there. So it's search carefully. And they searched carefully. And when he found the child, before Jesus preached his first sermon, they bowed down and worshipped. Before Jesus performed his first miracle, they bowed down and worshipped. 
Friends, before the year ends, will you bow down in worship? Before the new year starts, would you bow down in worship? Worship is prophetic. Christmas is prophetic. But worship is also warfare. That's why I tell the, the worship team all the time, hey, you're going to take practice seriously. And yes, a few times I've had to tell them off because I felt that they weren't taking it seriously because it's warfare. When we come here, what we're doing, the, 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 when we worship the Lord, we are, we are helping people enter into the presence of God. And we are creating an atmosphere where God feels at home because the Bible says that He's enthroned in the praises of His people. In ancient times, in ancient Israel, do you know how they fought their battles? It wasn't with, you know, King David was strategic and with, with a slingshot, he could kill a giant, but he didn't lead every victory. Okay, guys, watch me do this. You know, it wasn't like that. If you watch Avengers, you, you see Captain America leading the charge. You know? King David didn't say, Israel, assemble. No, no, no. King David said, send out the musicians. The musicians? Send out musicians. Send out the priests. Send out the flutes. Send out the tambourine. Send out the worship team. And then the other side is like, you know, looking like, I don't know, you know, you, you, you know just, just like going like, we're going to kill them. We're going to kill them. You know, let's see who they send out. Let's see who they send out, you know? And then they go like, of course it wasn't as sad as that, you know, but, but he sent out a whole marching band. And they praised the Lord. The walls of Jericho came down not with strategic might, but because of the declaration of God's people, of worship. I don't know what you're facing, but worship. Maybe 2023 looks like it's going to be a tough year. Worship. Don't let your boss be the prophet over your life. You know, I don't know what kind of briefing you had. Oh, guys, you know, next year looks like it's going to be tough, so I need you guys to go up, network more. I need you to be, you know, up, I know you need to be having more input, you know, all this technical jargon. And, and sometimes we get so stressed out. And we go like, oh no, you know, you know everyone looks like they, they know what to do. I, I know my boss is not giving me any stuff. You know, I don't know how to network. Oh, no, 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 worship. Worship. Amen. Bow down in worship before Jesus and release God's prophetic deliverance over your life. Amen. And worship is also thanksgiving. We're thanking God in advance. Point number three. Surrender your wants before Jesus. So point number one, lay down your wisdom. Point number two, bow down in worship. Point number three, surrender your wants, your desires. You know, I just put wants there because, you know, wisdom, worship, wants. Anyway, so all W's and... But we all have a love. Oh, I, 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 I want to do that. Oh, that sounds like the... You know, all these people, the Magi, they had an original plan. The plan was find the king, bow down in worship, and then, you know, because, you know, this nice young man called King Herod, you know, he, he gave us directions. He's so kind, so generous. He himself is a king, but he doesn't feel threatened at all by this future king, so they thought. Oh, and he said, what? For us to go back and tell him so that he can come and worship too? It sounds like an awesome plan. You know, who wouldn't want to give valuable information to a ruling king? Wouldn't that improve diplomatic relations between our nations? Of course it will. Who knows? This king might even give me a special reward and keys to the city. But the Lord intervened. I'm here to tell us that there are things in our lives that we want. There are things in our life that we think is good for us. The things in our life that we think is only logical that I do that, but those things are not good and not God's plan for you. And in the new year, and even in this season, we must also search our hearts and go like, of all the things that I want, are they really what God wants for me? Because let me tell you, it wasn't just the wise men and the magi that, that had a plan that they had to cancel. More like God cancelled, but they, they went with God's cancellation. How many know that sometimes God can cancel your plans, but instead of going with God's cancellation, you get angry? 
Oh, you know, I prayed, you know, uh, you know, I did all the right things. As if like God's some kind of, you know, computer program, you know. Like as if prayer is like, you know, A, A, B, B, up, up, down, down, you know, left, right, left, right, select, start. And then, and then everything happens. If you're too young to understand that joke, it's okay. Google, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm about to say Google the Konami code. But anyway, we think that, oh, I just need to do the right things and then God will, like a pinball, just, you know, cause me to win. No, God sometimes will love you so much that He will close some doors in your life. So maybe you've gone through some rejections. Don't just look at it. Sometimes we go like, no, why did God take away that relationship? Because that relationship's not good for you. Why did God cause me to miss out on the interview? The pay was so good. Because it wasn't good for you. You don't know why God knows. And not just the wise man. Even Joseph had an interruption. Joseph, right? He went like, hey, get up now. Feels like an action movie. Can you imagine he's sleeping? See the angel appear in a dream. Get up now. Pack your bags. We gotta go, 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 go. They watch all those action movies. The, the dad comes up. We gotta go now. Grabs all the bags and then they have to be smuggled to Egypt. When we look at that, of course, we can look at God's protection over child Jesus. But, but you know, many times I look at, wow, Joseph. Joseph had plans. If you want to talk about surrender, your wants before Jesus, submitting your plans to God and allowing God's will to override your plans, Joseph is who you need to study. He wanted a nice, normal wedding. He had, God gave him a fiancé that was supernaturally pregnant with the future Messiah. He wanted to just go back to his hometown and have a nice stay in the inn. God caused it that he had no room in the inn. And we forget, it wasn't just no room in the inn for Jesus, it was no room in the inn for Mary and Joseph. And I wondered, you know, and by then, you know, sometimes you read this, a lot of nativity plays, oh, the shepherds came, then the wise men came. No, no, actually the wise men came when Jesus was already a child, so this had been some years. So I can imagine, Joseph thought, oh, okay, you know, I think now, I think people might have forgotten how Mary was supernaturally pregnant, so maybe we get to be a normal family now. Why are so many people visiting my house? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Drawing a lot of attention from neighbors. Mm. Oh, but oh, you brought gold. Okay, cool, cool, cool. cool. We could we could do some gold. And just when he thought, okay, bye, bye. And just you know, have you hosted people before? You know, and 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 then you know, they maybe some guests who overstate their welcome. And then, and then finally you go, okay, bye, bye, bye. And then you go, turn around and go like, ah, finally I have my couch back. Finally I have my toilet back. Finally I have my bed back. Am I the only human speaking here? You know, one day when you God blesses you with your own house, you understand. And, 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 and so you go like, ah. And then just when he thought he could sleep in, wake up, pack your bags, go now. Oh. But, but, but Jesus, but now, it's got to be now. And yet you see Joseph go like, yes, okay. Do you think he had no business plans? Do you, you know, he was a carpenter by trade. He was probably going like, oh, I'm almost finished with this cupboard. And when I deliver it to Mrs. Wilkinson next week, oh, we're going to, we'll be able to have a, a nice, you know, I'll be able to bring in, you know, bring back a, a fatted calf and we can have a nice family meal. Pack up your bags. Go now. And Joseph obeyed. He surrendered. He submitted. And says that God, your ways are higher. And maybe for some of us here, I do not know what the future holds, but let me encourage you this. Don't hold on to your plans too tightly. Because some of you are holding out so tightly that God has no choice but to rip it. So if you feel like God's been ripping up your plans, it's not because He's evil, it's because you've held it too tightly. And the only way for Him to wrestle those plans away from your hands is to pull it. And when you know you pull against God, you're always on the losing side. Would you rather surrender? 
and says, God, would you edit? Would you edit my plans? Lord, my plans for the new year, that's a draft. Edit it, Lord. Do a better job with it, Lord. I surrender, I submit. And see God move in your life. Amen. There was so much. And if, if, the, if the wise men had gone back, if they had just followed the norm and, and, and I don't know, diplomatic protocol, if they didn't follow the warning of the Lord and, 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 and didn't report back to Herod, you, you see how the sequence of events, because of one obedience of a group of people, Herod didn't know where Jesus was, and that bought more time for Joseph and his family to escape. That by the time he realized, if you read on, by the time Herod realized what happened to him, he was so mad, he ordered the genocide of the entire village and the surrounding area. You see, we are all connected. Your obedience is not just for your own blessing. Your obedience has a ripple effect to the blessing of another person around you. Because of your obedience, another person now is able to obey, has the time to obey, has the opportunity to obey. Do you understand? Because the wise man followed God, Joseph had time to pack his bags and get far away from all the tragedy that was about to happen. So the next time you feel tempted, to go like, God, why are you asking me to surrender these plans? Why are you asking me to do this? And sometimes I admit, as a pastor, I've had to have some very uncomfortable conversations with people. And people think that, oh, the pastor's just being mean. You know, pastors, they, they, you know, they have no fun in them at all. He probably, goes, he probably dresses like that every day. He goes to sleep in a suit as well. <laughs> True story, because one time I saw a church member over summer and they go like, I've never seen you wear a t-shirt before. And I go like, we should hang out more. I should have said, you should come to homes. But anyway, uh, anyway, <laughs> we should hang out more. Um, and people think that, oh man, you know. And even some of us home leaders, you care for people, leaders. Sometimes we have had to have uncomfortable conversations. I've had to challenge someone to give up their holiday completely. Oh, Pastor, I booked in holiday with my girlfriend. I go, okay, you're going to travel. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, 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 we're going for that. And I go like, well, okay. Um, where are you guys be staying? Oh, we're staying. We booked into this really nice suite to celebrate our first anniversary. You see, all these wants sound very logical. But then we need to go like, well, I'm not just a man on the street. I'm a child of God. And so I had to painfully challenge this person. Don't worry, I'm not talking about anyone in UK or in London. This is an older story from Malaysia. And, uh, you know, this person was saying, that, yeah, I want to... And I go like, okay. But, but brother, wouldn't you be opening up yourself to a lot of temptation? You're going on a holiday with your girlfriend. You're staying in a suite. I mean, as much as you want to please God, you know, we're only flesh and blood. We've got hormones. We've got eyes. We've got desires. I, and I just go like, brother, do you believe that I love you? Uh, you see, it's easy to go like, oh, my pastor loves me, when he just preaches like, oh, you're amazing, God's masterpiece. But when your pastor needs to disciple you, that's when you go like, hmm, not sure whether he loves me. And I go like, if, if, and I say that, I'm, I'm not saying this to hurt you, I'm just saying this for your benefit. I don't want you to go for a good holiday but end up regretting because you've, you compromised. And you, you can no longer look to God with confidence because you cross boundaries that we were never meant to cross yet. And this person wrestled with it, was really angry. But then finally he said, fine, okay. I talked to my girlfriend, she wasn't happy. I cancel the holiday. Almost as if like to go like, you're happy now? And I go like, you, you, you probably can't hear right now. 
But if you can, heaven is applauding. Now we don't realize our obedience. It's not just about us. Oh, why can't I just have my little love life? That's a ripple effect. In the same way, obedience creates more obedience. Disobedience creates further disobedience. And, and, and that's why the Bible in the Old Testament even says that you know, certain acts, certain sin is so heinous to God that, that the Word of God says that it, it, it poisons and it curses the land. Anyway, that's another topic for another day. But of course, it's not always easy. I've had to challenge someone, something else. You know, sometimes as a pastor, you, 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 you know slightly more than what's happening. But of course, you, you're also holding a lot of things in confidence, so you're not telling people everything that they don't need to know. And so one time I had to challenge someone, hey, this person that you're thinking of dating, um, they're not dating yet, so I'm not, I'm not some person who breaks off relationships. So, <coughs> they're not dating yet. <clears throat> he was coming to me and going like, Pastor, what do you think? I, I really feel, I really feel that we should, I know I really like this guy, I really love, I think she's the one with life, all the same music bands, etc. You know, all, all the important life decisions is based on your common love for sitcoms and music. Anyway, so, I go like, okay, okay, um, and I kind of slightly know some stuff that this girl is going through and I kind of know that this girl's not ready for a relationship and I go like, hey brother, I can't tell you a lot of information but can you trust me and, 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 and say, don't rush into this? Person was not happy and uh, you know, was very angry uh, you know, and, uh, and, and really, in fact, um, broke off <laughs> Didn't broke up a relationship with a girl, broke up a relationship with me. Uh, and go like, you know what, I don't, you know, I, I don't trust you as a leader anymore. I'm not going to you for, for counsel. Um, you know, long story short, many, many years later, uh, he didn't tell me, but he told somebody else, I should have listened to Pastor Dave. <laughs> but it's not about Pastor Dave or the pastor in your life. It's, it's God. It's the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit speaks through the Word of God. The Holy Spirit speaks through the counsel of, you know, the counsel of, of, of good leadership in, in your life. And we got to, you know, learn and listen. I know I'm going off tangent, but surrender your wants. I'm just telling you that it's, it's, it, it's going to be a struggle sometimes to surrender the very thing that we'll be working towards, the very thing that we want. But sometimes I'm telling you that God will love you enough that He will send messengers who are out of love and out of obedience to the Holy Spirit tell you some very uncomfortable things, but don't let the uncomfortable conversations stop you from hearing the voice of God. Yeah. Amen? Yeah. Let's pray. Thank you, Lord. God, I thank you that even in this season, as we approach Christmas, as we remember again how you came, God, we just thank you that everything, even, even before you preach your first message, you were already changing lives. And I thank you, Lord, that even the Magi, the wise men, who thought that they were there to forge a diplomatic relation, fell down and worshipped you. They thought that they were making a deal with the nation of Israel. In the end, they entered into a covenant with the kingdom of heaven. God, I thank you that you're always working. I thank you that sometimes, Lord, you hide treasures behind our simple acts of obedience. And while we don't know yet, while the Magi and the wise men walked away thinking that, you know, we don't know what happened, but there was something about the child that compelled us that we needed to kneel down and worship what they didn't realize was that they had the opportunity to encounter Jesus a treasure greater than anything they could have achieved in a lifetime they saw these were star gazers and what they didn't realize was that they saw face to face the one who spoke the stars into being Friends, I'm here to tell you that sometimes when God encourages you to worship through the pain, 
and it feels like the last thing you want to do, what you don't realize is that behind that is a deeper treasure than you ever realize. Behind that urging from the Holy Spirit to honor Him and not go with the ways of the world and you feel like you're missing out, I'm here to tell you you're not missing out. Hidden behind obedience is a greater treasure than we can ever imagine. And so God, help us, Lord, not to lose out. Help us, Lord, not to lose out. Help us, Lord. Jesus, do not pass us by. God, we pray. God, we pray. Don't let our own wisdom blind us from your truth. Don't let, Lord, don't allow us and our emotions to rob us of the joy of worship. And God, don't let what we can see, the wants, the desires, the dreams, help us not to be blinded by material things, but Lord, help us to hold on to eternal things like a testimony, like obedience. Help us when we struggle to obey to remember again that behind every obedience there's a ripple effect we're standing here today because somebody obeyed we're standing here today because somebody obeyed you were invited to church today because somebody obeyed there's even church today because somebody obeyed and as you obey God's kingdom advances Lord, we thank you. Lord Jesus, as we wrap up the year, we also look to the new year with hope in you. Lord, help us to not just go with what we know, but help us to be guided by your scripture. Help us to be obedient to your scripture. Help us to worship and worship over the storms of our lives and give you thanks in advance for the testimonies that we will as the wise man worship Jesus even before the first miracle worship God before your first testimony and Lord help us Lord to surrender our wants our dreams our desires before you in Jesus name we pray if you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.actschurch.uk. God bless.